Hallelujah, y'all. Welcome to worship from Jessup First United Methodist Church. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. I'm Reverend Rebecca Duke Barton, one of your pastors. Today is the sixth Sunday of Easter, which means that we're nearing the end of the 40 days of Easter. In fact, this Thursday is Ascension Day, when we remember that Jesus has ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father. Our sermon series in this time as we look toward Pentecost is on prayer based on this verse from Acts 4.31. When they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Today is Mother's Day, and what better person to teach us about being filled with the Holy Spirit and praying with boldness than the mother of Jesus? We often read her words at Christmas. This is the prayer that sets the stage for the kingdom that Jesus ushered in. Mary had already experienced her own Pentecost. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the song of Mary's heart. It is the prayer that the Spirit led Mary to pray. It is the prophecy that she called out as Jesus was, was in her womb and on the way. We read it at Christmas and think about what God plans to do. But today we're reading it in the season of Easter, and it puts it in another light. During Easter, we read Mary's prayer and realize it's an answered prayer. This is what God has already done. Will you listen as we hear the words of Luke 1, verses 46 through 57? And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We went to visit my great-grandmother Gladys Plant in Columbus several years ago. She's gone on to glory now, but at the time she was 95, still going to the mall to walk every single morning. She told us, I get down on my knees and pray for every one of you every night. When she first said it, I thought she meant it symbolically, on her knees in humility before God. But no, I realized she meant she was physically on her knees every night. Did I mention that she was 95? Do you know how a 95-year-old still manages to get down on her knees every night? Because she's done that her whole life. She didn't start praying for us when she was 90. Prayer was a part of her daily ritual. Her knees were prepared for prayer. I've been blessed to have praying grandmothers and a praying mother. We need mamas who pray and grandmothers and aunts and spiritual mothers and great-grandmothers. We need praying dads and granddads and uncles too. We need Christians who are filled with the Spirit and pray bold prayers. That's exactly what Mary did. Mary was a poor girl from a poor city, 
and yet her heart was full of grace, and God chose her to be the mother of the Messiah. What if we learned to pray like Mary? So let's look at Mary's prayer. Mary, filled with the Holy Spirit, begins a celebration of who God is and what God has done for her. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. This is where the Latin title of Magnificat comes from. It means greatly or to make much of. She recognized that God was doing a mighty work. If you're holding a magnifying glass, you know what it does. It magnifies. It makes things bigger. If you've got old eyes like mine, you can see better. Well, Mary is magnifying the Lord, pointing to him, helping us to see him better, making much of what God has done. She is beginning her prayer by praising God. Mary sits in awe of what God has done in her life. All generations will call me blessed. He has taken me from my lowly state and raised me up. Mary recognized that she was blessed because God looked at her when she was lowly, living in the tiny village of Nazareth. She was one of the people that the world looked down on, but the mighty one was doing something great for her. Do you see how God turns things around? God magnified Mary. Do you notice that even when she's talking about herself, though, she quickly turns the focus back to God? That's what praise does. When we talk about what God has done, not our own accomplishments, we're pointing to God. We're magnifying the Lord. Mary says generations will call her blessed because God has done great things. God is magnified through Mary's song. Spirit-filled prayers include praise every time. When we're praying like Mary, we are praising God. The thing that I love about Mary's prayer is that she didn't just stop with what God was doing for her. Mary's prayer recognized that God so loves the world. She realized that this great thing that God was doing wasn't just for her. It was for the whole world, not just for her generation, but for every generation. God didn't just bring her from her lowly state, but God sent his son into the world to bring every person out of their lowly state mired in sin, full of fear, and Jesus came to turn that around. The prayer talks so much about God's mercy, God's, God's mercy toward every generation, God's mercy toward his people. Oh, isn't that a true story? God has so much grace and mercy that we see through Jesus Christ. You know, there's a song sometimes we sing at Christmas, Mary, Did You Know?, um, Mary knew a lot. Read this prayer. She knew a lot. She was praying for a lot. She was praying for God's grace and mercy. Maybe she didn't fully comprehend about Jesus's death on the cross and the mercy that that would rain down upon us. But Mary knew and she was praying. Since we're reading this song in the season of Easter instead of Advent, it's worth noting that this is exactly what Jesus did. He turned the world around. He, he brought his grace. He brought his mercy. He brought us out of our sin and our sorrow and our shame. And he poured grace on us. Just as his mother prayed would happen, 
He helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors. You see, Mary looks back at all that God has done in the past. God has shown mercy from generation to generation. He showed mercy to Abraham and Sarah when they could not have a child and told them to go to the land of promise. And there they would have so many children. It would be like the stars of the heavens. Mary looked back when the new residents of Israel needed a leader and God sent Hannah, a son, who would anoint the King David and would lead God's people. I always think the connection between Mary and Hannah is so interesting. Mary may have learned to pray by praying Hannah's prayer. Her words echo Hannah's song of thanksgiving in 1 Samuel. You see, both women were celebrating the birth of a baby. And both recognized that the birth of their child was God at work in the world. Both songs show a trust in the promises of God. And both songs celebrate the reversal of fortunes where the lowly are lifted up and the hungry are fed. God was doing something new with the birth of Samuel. And God was changing the world with the birth of Jesus. When we pray like Mary, we've got a solid biblical foundation for prayer because Jesus made it clear that he was ushering in a new kingdom, the kingdom of God. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we're joining with this bold prayer, Thy kingdom come. We're asking for a radical change in the way that the world works. We're asking for the proud to be brought low and the poor lifted up. We are asking for the hungry to be fed and the rich sent away empty. The American Methodist missionary E. Stanley Jones once called the Magnificat the most revolutionary document in the world. It's a bold prayer. Of course, not everyone has wanted this prayer to be answered. Not everyone wants to see the world changed. The people who magnify themselves don't want to see God magnified. This scripture is dangerous to those who've tried to make themselves great. Governments have banned reading this scripture. The British, as they ruled India in the 1800s, in the 1980s, in Guatemala and in Argentina. Why? Because they recognize the power of this prayer to turn the world upside down. If Herod had heard the prayer that first Christmas, he would have banned it. And if Pilate had heard the prayer on Good Friday, well, Jesus was already being crucified, but Mary might not have been allowed to stand at the foot of the cross. This praying mama was trying to upend the world. We need praying mamas. We need mamas who are going to pray that things will change for their children, for the next generation. We need to be praying bold prayers. Mary's prayer has so many reversals of fortune. The hungry are fed. The rich go away empty. Those that the world has left behind suddenly find themselves brought to glory by God. But those in power, those who magnify themselves, they're brought low. Do you know what I love about how God answered this prayer? God answered her prayer with the greatest reversal of fortune of all. Mary's son, who was crucified, dead, and buried, rose from the grave. (laughs) The lowly are lifted up. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph o'er his foes. 
He arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with the saints to reign. He arose. The world is turned upside down by Easter. Mary knew that God was faithful from generation to generation. And nothing proves that more than the resurrection of Jesus. The one who had died is alive again. And the invitation to new life in him is for every generation. We need to learn to pray like Mary. We need praying mamas and grandmamas. We need praying daddies and granddaddies and uncles and aunts and cousins and and spiritual mothers and fathers. We need people who pray, trusting that God answers prayer. Have you ever kept a prayer journal where you would write things down and then um, the things that you're praying for, and then you come back later and you kind of make a note about how God answered the prayer, or maybe you put a big check to know, oh yes, God answered this prayer. If Mary kept a prayer journal, this whole prayer would have had one big green check. God answered her prayers. She saw her prayers being answered through her son who made people who were blind to see again and people who couldn't walk to pick up pallets and walk right out. She witnessed prayers being answered when people who were hungry had food to eat, when Jesus calmed the storm, when Jesus forgave sinners. All of the prayers that she had prayed about changing the world were answered in her son. If Mary kept a prayer journal after the resurrection, she would have seen that Jesus was answering every part of her prayer. Her son, who had died, was alive and bringing everyone who believes in him into new life with him. When we pray like Mary, filled with the Holy Spirit, we will be praying for the kingdom of God to come. Mary knew the scripture. Mary knew the promises of God. The Messiah would bring the world under his reign. The world would move toward becoming the way that God had designed it. Those who magnify themselves, they will be brought low and sent away empty. But those who magnify the Lord, God will do great things. Those who follow him don't go hungry, aren't oppressed, are not cast aside, and are not put to shame. When we pray like Mary, we are praying bold prayers. We pray for the life-changing, world-changing power of God. But that's the thing about the risen Christ. He doesn't just leave things the way they were. He doesn't leave your heart just like it was. And he doesn't leave the world like it was. So really, take a moment Think about where in our world needs a sea change. What situations need to be turned around? What circumstances need to come under the Lordship of Christ? And if you can, get down on your knees and pray. Pray like Mary. Pray filled with the Holy Spirit. Pray for God's kingdom to come. Will you pray with me? Our Father in heaven, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. 
bring about your kingdom, Lord. Our hearts are heavy with so many broken places in the world. Hungry people, neglected children, so many mass shootings in our country, wars and rumors of wars around the world. Let it all come under the Lordship of Christ. May the risen Christ shine light into every dark place in the world and bring life where there is death, bring a blessing where there is a curse. We trust in your faithfulness, God, from generation to generation. May it be so. In the name of Jesus Christ, the risen one, we pray. Amen.